Hello, and welcome to Spouses of Light. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And this is a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy game, starting with one, and talk about it. Together! We're currently wrapping up Final Fantasy 3, but before we do, we got some Final Fantasy updates to talk about. We do! So Lisa, last time we recorded, we hadn't yet gone to the Final Fantasy concert for your birthday. We went about two weeks ago now, as of time of recording. How was it? It was amazing. Yeah? Yes. Tell us all about it. So it was at the Alex Theater in Glendale, California. Glendale? Which is near where we live. And even though I've lived around Glendale my entire life, I've never been to that theater. Wow. Yeah. So Especially because you go to a ton of theaters. I know. But it was really nice to be inside. It's a beautiful old theater with a gorgeous ceiling and then really pretty box seats on the sides and just... Just, yeah, a really nice theater. And then the setup for the concert itself was just a big grand piano and a screen behind it. It was a very simple, unplugged kind of concert. It was just one guy at the piano and he played his songs and there's video clips behind it. And then there's an intermission and a different guy came out. I didn't know it was a different guy at first. It was totally a different guy. It was hilarious. She would not believe me. I thought he like changed his outfit or something, but uh, yeah, it was a different guy. I figured it out eventually because the second guy was way more flourishy with his hands. There you go. They played songs from almost every Final Fantasy game. Unfortunately, they didn't play any songs from 1, 2, or 3, which is what I've recently played and know the music for the best now. But it was still really good. Some highlights or some songs that I recognized because of like theater rhythm and stuff. They started the concert with the main theme, which, duh. And it was really (laughs) cool because the video behind it was a montage of all the games, including the first three games. And I kept leaning over to you and being like, I know that. I get that now. I know when that happened. And I was very excited. I really enjoyed the montages. I thought those were probably the best part of the concert. They were really nice. Yeah. So the first song after that was The Promise from Final Fantasy XIII. And that's a song that I know just from when you played it and from Theater Rhythm. And it was fun. And then they played a song from 4, 11, 12, 12 again, 8, 9, 7. And then they ended the first half with Mamba de Chocobo from number 5. There you go. There's an intermission. And they came back and they did 7, 6, 11, 10, 9, 15, which was Somnus, the one that I was waiting for the whole time. (laughs) And then 10, 13, 14. And then they did the ending theme of the games. And then they came back for an encore. The first guy played a song from 14 and the second guy played another song from 15. And that was Over the Waves, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite songs. Yay. Yeah, fantastic. Even the ones I didn't get, I was it just made me all that more excited to get to those games. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okie dokie, Artichokey. So you mentioned Theater Rhythm, which I think it's time for our official Theater Rhythm review now that you've beaten it as well, right? Yes. Tell us all about Theater Rhythm. 10 out of 10, five stars, only one note. What's the note? The note is that The control freak in me that likes things organized a certain way wishes I could start with Final Fantasy 1. But the fact that my opening options are 2, 5, 7, 15, and, you know, just random ones really bothered me. But other than that, the game is pretty much perfect. It's so much fun. And even though I have I have now played all 400 and some songs and cleared them, I still go back to it every couple days to work on completing every song because completing is different than clearing. There you go. Yeah. 
So basically, your first impressions review from two episodes ago is your same as your final game review. Like, it's still 10 out of 10. One note. Let me start with one. Very consistent for you. It's a great game experience. Fantastic game experience. I love it so much. Hashtag non-spawn. But Square Enix, if you want to spawn, get at us. Yes. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I said this last time, but I will say it again. I want the games remade with that art. Yeah. I will pay all the money. I know you don't want it. You don't care. You don't have to play it. It's not for you. That's it's true. for me. And things don't have to be for everyone. They can be for some people. That's true. Yeah. And Theater of Them, I think, has a pretty big fan base. So there might be a lot of demand for that. I think it does. But that could also just be my echo chamber. It could be my vicarious echo chamber of hearing from you. Since yeah. Since I'm not on the interwebs as much. Yeah. We had one more piece of Final Fantasy news, mm. which is, now that your birthday has passed, we need to know. Did you pull the trigger? Is Final Fantasy 16 pre-ordered? And if so, Deluxe Edition, Super Deluxe Edition, Regular Edition, wh- what are you doing with Final Fantasy 16? For Final Fantasy 16, I put on my wish list that I wanted the Deluxe Edition, and my parents got it for me. So oh. I will be getting that when it comes out on Very June nice. 22nd. Digital Deluxe or Physical Deluxe? Physical Deluxe. Physical Deluxe. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we dive back into the last episode of Final Fantasy 3? Nope. Cool. Picking up from where we left off, we are going into the end game here, and we now have all four fangs so we can get past the statues and go to Zandi's lair, but before we go face Zandi, Doga and Uni wanted to talk to us. Right, so we go back to Doga's manor, and Doga says, Welcome back, warriors. Une and I have been busy preparing for your arrival. And then we get warped underground? Yep, and we're taken to Doga's grotto. He says, make your way through the tunnel. We await you at the end. And so what does Doga's Grotto look like, Lisa? I didn't write it down. Excellent. So we got a bunch of enemies here in Doga's Grotto. They are the Nemesis. Nemesis looks like a walking swamp monster with fins on his back. He's purple, but his legs also have tentacles on them. It's pretty gross. The Periton. The Periton looks like a dragon. It's a really pretty pink magenta color. With green details in its wings. A Cyclops. Cyclops looks like a big old dude. He almost looks like a genie. He's got a little ponytail on top of his head. He's got the MC Hammer pajama pants on and little shoes. And just one eye. Yeah. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) A Humbaba. Humbaba looks like a bull with wings. And an ogre. The ogre looks like the Hilgiguses. This one is a bronze copper color with blue hair and a club. Gotta have blue hair. Gotta have blue hair. All right. So on the first floor, there's two chests that each give you 20,000 gil. On the second floor, you can get four shining curtains. And then you've got a couple boss fights that happen. Yes, but I will describe what this looks like because I wrote down apparently what this floor looks like. Fantastic. So there's a waterfall. There's a long bridge to a room. Inside is a walkway to a platform with Doga and Une on it, and they are surrounded by water with a waterfall in the back. It's very epic. It's very extra. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. So we get ready for our boss fights, and they say, You made it. We are about to complete the Eureka Key. But first, you must defeat both Une and me in battle. That's right. Think you can handle us? We look around. What? Why do we have to fight you? Listen well. Long ago, mankind came into possession of weapons far too powerful for them to wield. They were sealed away in Eureka, but now they are necessary. In order to go to Eureka, you need the key. 
But to create this key, we need massive amounts of energy. Energy we can only produce in battle. We say, No! Toga! Uni! There has to be another way! We can't fight you! You're our friends! Innocent fools! If you will not attack me, then I will attack! Prepare yourselves! And Doga attacks, and we have the boss fight against Doga! Who now looks like a creature out of my worst nightmares. Okay. Having listened to the last couple episodes, you say that a lot about a lot of monsters. They're really gross in this game. Cool. I don't know if it's all Final Fantasy or just this one recently. I know there's there's been a few in the other ones, but this game has a lot of nightmare fuel. Great. So what's this one? This one is a big ball that's orange with green veins, and then it has purple growths on it and tentacles and a mouth with green teeth and an eyeball, and it's just disgusting. So yeah, he's pretty gross. I wouldn't say he's the thing in nightmares. There's been some worse stuff, but he's pretty gross. I'll give you that. So he went down easy for me. I'm guessing the same for you. Yes. Fantastic. So Doga now is laying on the fl- on the platform. And we say, Please don't die, Doga. Next you'll face me. Are you ready? Une, don't. We don't want to fight you. Now's not the time for chit-chat. Don't worry. Even if our bodies perish, our spirits can't be destroyed. Now, fight me. And Une attacks. And Uni looks like... Uni looks like movie mystique from the original X-Men trilogy. All right. She looks like she's just covered in blue scales. She's got claws and she has orange hair. So Rebecca Romain would play her in the movie is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Sounds good. So she also goes down super easy, barely an inconvenience. And she's now lying next to Doga on the platform. The screen darkens except for the platform as we walk up to it. And we say, Doga, Uni. Now the Eureka key is complete. Take it with you. And we receive the Eureka key. Doka, no! (laughs) (laughs) That was extra. (laughs) That was the joke. Don't fret. My spirit will live on no matter what state my body is in. It is up to you now. Go to Circus Tower beyond the statues. Zandy is attempting to call forth darkness into this world. He must be stopped. You must get to Circus Tower to enter Eureka. So I didn't pick this up when I was reading it, but now hearing it said out loud and saying it out loud, it's not Circus Tower, like I'm going to a circus. It's S-Y-R-C-U-S. But just hearing it now, I can't take this seriously at all. All I'm thinking is I'm going to go to a circus. (laughs) Have you gotten that at all or no? I didn't because they very purposely didn't spell it like English spelling of circus. So I was like, okay, this is them spelling it differently. Yeah. All right. But I can see where you got that. So then Doga flashes and disappears. Here, take this. It's the circus key. You'll need this to open the door to the tower. You're not alone. We will continue to watch over you. Please stop, Sandy. Une. And we receive the circus key and Uni flashes and disappears. Awesome. I mean, not awesome, but you know, we did the plot point. We did the plot point. We go back to the manor and... And I talked to the Moogles to see what they say, because they were very concerned before we went on all this questing. And they all say the same thing. They go, so Master Doga and Master Une are gone? Kupo, you cannot (laughs) let their sacrifice be for nothing. Please bring light back to the world. 
So we fly back and get the Invincible and we head to the statues. Mm-hmm. And so you fly to the statues and you have to disembark and walk through them. And, yes. And as you walk through each one, each one crumbles and it's excellent. Yeah. Because you it, have the fangs. And it made me wonder why I couldn't go through them like one at a time as I got the fangs. I don't know why I had to have all four. Because the statues were made of, of different materials. Like it looked like they were progressing in, you know, like a bronze to copper to silver to gold or something. And yeah, I don't know. But yep, we made it through and we can see the tower now. But before we can get to that, we need to go through the Ancient's Maze. And before even that, as we're walking through the things and just walking through the area to get back in our ship, we ran into some enemies in the overworld. Ah, let's go over those then. We've got the Death Needle. The Death Needle, which now that I say it and look at the picture of it, is is a good nickname for a cat. I could totally see that. (laughs) It looks like a cat. It's got spikes on its back and it's orange and green stripes. It's definitely a cat. With its tail, I thought of it more as a possum, but I'll give you that. Then there's the Liger. The Liger looks like a big cat. It's a really pretty teal turquoise color. And the Simurg. Simurg looks like uh, the birds of prey sprite that we've seen before. So like a hawk or an eagle or something. And this one has a lime green head and feet. And the wings are green and blue. So we have to go into the Ancient's Maze. And the Ancient's Maze looks like... It's got a red brick floor. And there are sections that are lava. And then there's a lot of gold pillars. Cool. And the entire Ancient's Maze is just one floor. We're not going to go up and down on this one. Right, but there is a room within the room. There's a room within the room and a lot of stuff and a lot of enemies. Mm -hmm. It is a very big maze, a lot of chests. So let's go through the enemies. All right, so we've got a lot of enemies here. We've got the King Behemoth. The King Behemoth is dark. Podcast over. (laughs) You love it. No, I don't. (laughs) It looks like a behemoth. It's dark purple with blue scaly spikes on its back and orange horns. We've got Uni's clone. Uni's clone looks like Uni, but is recolored and she is red with turquoise hair. The greater demon. The greater demon is half a demon. He kind of looks like Genie from Aladdin where like the bottom half of him just decreases into a smoke or something and it's just his torso and arms he's red he's got green details and a sword and you you know looks like a demon he's got wings he's got wings iron claws iron claws is a reskinning of something death claw a death claw and it's gross but it's gray with red claws on it thanatos Thanatos is a reskinning of the headless horsewoman that we talked about earlier, and the horse is orangish brown with teal hair, and the woman is wearing purple armor, and she's carrying her head. And the bone dragon. The bone dragon looks like the zombie dragon, but it is grayish white, you know, like bones, with with some teal colors. Fantastic. Yeah. So... On this floor, as we're going around, I said there's a bunch of chests. There's a bunch of chests. On this floor, you get Hellish Claws, a Holy Lance, Elixir, Crystal Shield, Lilith's Kiss, Black Musk, Crystal Gloves, Crystal Helm, Dual Haken, Omnirod, Break Blade, two Phoenix Downs, and a Protect Ring. Woohoo! And so, at the end of, as you're going through stuff, you come to a room, and in that room you find... Ghastly's ghastly but we found ghastlies because ghastlies are usually to stop us from finding the 
Crystals. Yep. And what's the last crystal we need to find? Earth. Yep. <laughs> we found the Earth crystal, but the Gastlies are going to try to stop us. What did the Gastlies say this time, Lisa? On Master Zandy's orders, you will all be swallowed by darkness. And so the Gastlies coalesce, and we have a boss fight where we fight Titan. Mm-hmm. Titan is a recoloring of someone we've seen before. He's the guy that looks kind of like He-Man, where he's ripped and has a little Speedo bikini thing on with a big cape. This version of it is yellowish, goldish skin with like teal boots and teal gauntlets and a red cape. Yep, yep. So after we beat him, the crystal says to us, Warriors of Light, the mortal known as Zandy is using my powers for the utmost evil. He plans to drown the world in darkness. You must use the power within me to cast away the Cloud of Darkness. Capital C, capital D. The crystal flashes. We glow. And we have received new jobs. We have gotten the Magus, Devout, and Summoner jobs. Mm-hmm. Which are really sad jobs. Because they're all pretty good. They're upgrades. Basically, the Magus is an upgraded Black Mage. The Devout's an upgraded White Mage. And the Summoner is an upgraded Evoker. Mm-hmm. But these jobs become obsolete. Almost immediately. Almost immediately because we get the Sage. And the Sage does all magic. Yep. So, sort of lame of where they place this crystal. Almost would have been better if we had gotten it before going to Uni and Doga. Yeah. But, yeah. I do use them for a little bit in the next part, though, so. Yep, yep. And then the crystal finishes. Circus Tower is a conductor for light. Zandy plans to use it to amplify our powers and summon the Cloud of Darkness. Go now to Circus Tower and stop Zandy, warriors of light. Fantastic. So, you exit the maze, and now you're standing in front of Circus Tower, and you can walk in, and it's... Circus Tower is called the Crystal Tower for some reason. I don't know why they named it differently, but... I don't know, but it's a much better name. Yep. So, we walk into Crystal Tower, and what does the Crystal Tower look like, Lisa? It looks like everything is glass or ice, so it's all shiny blue with a lot of white details, and there's waterways. Very cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we've got a bunch of enemies here on the first floor of the tower. So they include the Azer. The Azer looks like a djinn, slightly different than the last djinn I described, but he's got green pants, blue shoes, an orange sword, and he's got a flame in his other hand. The Gomori. The Gomori is a Medusa head with snakes coming out, flying at you, and she's green, and the snakes have red spots on them. Bluck. Bluck is the critter that's part armadillo, part Sandman mask with orange tentacles coming out. Kum-kum. Kum-kum is just a wizard. He's like in a purple cloak, red glowing eyes, and you can't see his face. And Doga's clone. Doga's clone looks like Doga, but this one is orange and red with purpley details and still gross. So as we walk around this floor, you can get a lot of things. You can get two shining curtains, two white musks, two chocobo wraths, an earthen drum, and a Lilith's kiss. But the main thing about this floor is that in the middle of it, there is a room that you can walk into. And when you do... There's a mirror that can lead you to another world. When you interact with it, it says, I am the door to the forbidden realm of Eureka, resting place of weapons deemed beyond mankind's power. And so? And it says an invisible wall is blocking the path. You use the Eureka key and? There's a magic sound, and then there's sparkles, and then it's gone. And so now we get to go to the forbidden land. Yep. You teleport to Eureka, the forbidden land, and 
Eureka is a pretty hard dungeon that you are just grinding through and facing bosses after bosses after bosses in order to get high-end gear. So you're going to get a ribbon, you're going to get a bunch of crazy weapons, and we're going to be doing basically a boss rush in order to get there. Yep. But before that, what does it look like, Lisa? It's a stone floor with rock walls, and there are blue glowing spots on the wall, and there's some serious chanty music, but somehow it also sounds uplifting and encouraging. Yay, encouraging chanting. So basically, they're cheerleaders. Yes, 100%. Go team, go team, go team, go team. Yeah. Cool. Just like that. I was totally a cheerleader, you can tell. Mm-hmm. We have some new enemies here in Eureka. Some lamos, not counting the bosses that we're going to fight later. We've got the Abaya. The Abaya is a dragon that's squatting kind of like a gargoyle, and he is silver with purple details in his wings and a red eye and red teeth. Slepnir. Slepnir looks like Slepnir, which is a six-legged horse, except this one has more than six legs. It has seven visible legs. I'm hoping it's eight, just to be equal. It is gray with purple on its back. Hayoka. Hayoka is a guy that I've described before. He's a recoloring. He's a swamp thing looking dude with a tail and one of his hands has a mouth on it instead of being a hand. And what color is he for the recoloring? He's blue. Blue. Oceanus. Oceanus is a green sea dragon looking dude with blue fins and one little arm. Like the T-Rex, he's got a little arm. Big head, little arm. So he doesn't know how well thought out these plans were? Yep. Cool. And Acheron. Acheron is a recoloring of Titan. He is silver skinned with a teal cape and tan boots and gauntlets. There you go. On this first floor, there's some chests. You can get a bomb arm, a heavenly arm, an elixir, and an arctic wind. On the second floor, you can get a heavenly wrath, a phoenix down, an arctic wind, and a bomb arm. And then you fight your first boss. You fight... The ninja inside of a monster chest. I'm guessing ninja's going to look like a ninja. What do you think? I'm pretty sure ninja looks like a ninja. Ninja, in fact, does look like a ninja. He is blue with a mint green sword and orange headband. You know, typical ninja attire. Yep. So you beat them and you get a ribbon. And ribbons are great because they're lightweight armor that protects you against all status ailments. And we're going to come up against a lot of status ailments in this boss run. So ribbons are huzzah. Yep. Okay. On the third floor, you pick up a couple of shurikens, which, spoiler alert, make the final boss easy. Elixirs and phoenix downs. Mm -hmm. Then we actually start our real boss rush on the fourth floor, where we're going to talk to a weapon and do a bunch of boss fights to get those weapons. So the first is... The Moonring Blade, and it says... The Moonring Blade, Force of Darkness. Show your worth! And we fight Amon. Amon is a skeleton pirate. He's got a red jacket, blue and green details, and a white cape. And a very fancy hat. <laughs> so when you beat him, you get the Moonring Blade. Mm-hmm. You head down to the fifth floor... And you get two phoenix downs, almost like they're expecting you to have a hard time with these fights. Yes. And we fight the Masamune. That's a Final Fantasy sword. Yeah, it is a Final Fantasy sword. What does it say about itself? Masamune, the Mystic Blade. Defeat me and I am yours to yield. Its boss is the Kunoichi. 
Kunoichi looks like a female ninja. She's got pink and blue hair, because you gotta have blue hair. Gotta have blue hair. And red thigh-high boots. So, you know, a ninja with bright pink and red. (laughs) On the sixth floor, you find a sword in a stone, and it says... Excalibur, the sword of legend. Can you handle my might? We fight the general. The general is a big old dude. He's kind of squatting. He's red-skinned. He's got blue boots and a big old sword and shield and a football helmet and shoulder pad. (laughs) Am I wrong? I mean, not really, but okay. On the seventh floor, there's two weapons here. Ah. On the right, there's a sword, and it says... I am Ragnarok the Unparalleled. You cannot hope to handle my power. And its boss is the Guardian. The Guardian looks like a dude who's springing up with his arms up around his head, you know, to protect himself from getting punched. He's green and has a blue kilt and a helmet. Big old buff dude. And when you beat him, Ragnarok says, Worthy warriors, I will lend you my strength. My light is yours. Which I think Ragnarok's the only one to to say anything to you afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Then on the other side is the Elder Staff. Elder Staff, defeat me and I will grant you the titles of Ninja and Sage. And so this boss enemy is Scylla. Yeah, so we fought Charybdis earlier. So here's Scylla. And it's a she, but she... Has several monster heads. I think a few of them are like a wolf and a cat, but then one looks like it's kind of a dragon. One's just like teeth, and I don't I don't know what's going on. There's a lot going on, and then there's like six legs of varying sizes and types, and she's wearing like a blue and red dress and holding a scepter. It's a lot. So when you beat her, you get the elder staff, and you get the ninja and sage jobs, and they are the masters in the arts of weaponry and magic. And this is why I said. Those other jobs are redundant because ninjas are the best physical class. They can throw shurikens, which will do upwards of 6,000 to 99999, depending on your levels with them. And your sages are your best magic class because they can use every white and black and summon spell. So you just get to give them the best magic and you're good to go. You don't need anything other than them. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is also nice because you've just gotten all these cool weapons. It's nice to have jobs that let you use all of them. Totally. All right. On the next floor, we have three sages that are selling stuff. And we've got a couple chests where we can get two more shuriken and two more elixirs. So these sages are shops. One of them sells level eight spells. Mm -hmm. Another one sells summons. So in case you didn't go and get the summons like we did, you could buy them. And the third one sells, I think, just generic items. The summons are Catastro, Leviathan, Bahamut. The level 8 spells are Tornado, Arise, Holy, Flare, Death, and Meteor. And the items are, you can just buy shurikens here, so... Oh yeah, that's not basic. Those are good. Again, making the end game very trivial if you have enough shurikens. But they are crazy expensive, so... They are crazy expensive. And you can get a full set of crystal gear, so you can get shield, helm, mail, and gloves. And that's the end of Eureka. At this point, you just have to climb your way back out or teleport out. I teleported. 
and you are back at the Crystal Tower. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to climb the tower. Yeah, so this is the point of the game where I start getting done. Like, just capital D, done. And so I wrote, the Crystal Tower is an up and down slog, but I made it to the top. And I didn't write any description of anything. So, until we get to the end of the of the crystal tower climb. There is a lot with this game that I think is very good and memorable in the end game, but because it's all just smashed together with back to back to back grindy dungeons and no space really to breathe. It's very annoying. Yeah. There's a lot of downtime and exploration and dungeon crawl, do something else, dungeon crawl, do something else throughout the rest of the game. But this is our, like, third dungeon in a row. Yeah, but the end game is Doga's Manor, Ancient Maze, first floor of the crystal, Eureka, rest of the crystal tower, and then, spoiler alert, World of Darkness. Just back to back to back to back. No real exploration, no real downtime, no real time to breathe. No story developments or character developments or, yeah. Just slog, 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 slog. It feels like a lot of the wasted time early on in the game would have been much better served putting some of these dungeons there. Yeah. And just getting rid of a lot of the floating continent stuff. Because, yeah, there's a lot of good here, but it just, because you get so done at this point, it doesn't really sink in as much as it could have. Yeah. For me at this point, because I had done a lot of grinding before getting the optional summons, I was at a level where I didn't need all this grinding. If I was a lower level, maybe this would have been nice to power you up before the final boss. But I think I gained like two levels from this whole thing and didn't make a difference. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. So what did you write down? (laughs) Time to climb the tower. Before we climb the tower, let's talk about the enemies because there's a whole different set of enemies for the rest of the climb. Floors two through eight than there were on the first floor. So we've got the green dragon. Looks like a green dragon with orange wings. Thor! Thor is a recoloring of the guy that's a swamp thing with the mouth hand. You know, our old friend. Yellow dragon. Yellow dragon? Looks like a yellow dragon. Looks just like the green dragon, in fact, but is yellow with green wings. Red dragon. Red dragon? Looks like the yellow dragon, which looks like the green dragon. But this one is red... With purple blue wings. The Platinal. The Platinal looks like a dragoon or a dark knight. He's a dude in armor with a red cape. The Shinobi. Shinobi looks like the ninja from earlier, where he's got an orangish red outfit and a blue headband. The Dark General. The Dark General is the squatting dude with the football helmet and shoulder pads. So the general? Sure. (laughs) But instead of being dark, like you would think... He's a yellow-orange color with green details. And the Glacia Labolus. That's the guy who's jumping up with his arms in the air, and he's that yellow-orange bronze-ish color with a green kilt and such. So as we're climbing, on the second floor, you can get an elixir and a phoenix down. On the third floor, you can get three elixirs and a phoenix down. On the fourth floor, you can get an elder staff and a phoenix down. Are you noticing that they're trying to prepare you for something? Dying? Lots of elixirs and phoenix downs. It's almost like you're going to go face a tough boss. Yep. On the fifth floor, there's a bunch of nothing. On the sixth floor, you can get crystal gear. So you get a crystal mail and a phoenix down. On the seventh floor, you get the rest of the crystal gear. You get crystal gloves, shield, helm, 
and a phoenix down. And then we come to the eighth floor. And on the eighth floor, there are five dragons. Dun dun dun. They're all pink, and they're all up on deuses. Deuses? Deuses? Yes. And in the middle of the room is a mirror. They're also magenta. Oh, I thought they were pink. Anyway, I went and talked to each dragon, and nothing happens. So then you go up to the mirror. And you get paralyzed. So I'm standing there paralyzed. And the mirror goes, <laughs> Gullible fools, that mirror paralyzes anyone who looks into it. Now, the five worms can feast on your soon-to-be corpses. And all the dragon worms things start dancing. I know, it'd be so cute if I wasn't worried for my life. It has been some time since they had the prospect of such a fine meal. They will savor every last bite. And we go, Arg, We can't move! But then, Doga speaks to us from beyond! Have no fear! And then his ghost appears. That sounds like Doga! As I told you before, our souls are eternal. Listen, the only thing that can break the curse of the five worms is five hearts of pure light. You have to persevere until I can gather them. Do you understand? I'll be back as soon as I am able. Good luck, warriors. So then Doga's soul vanishes. He pieces out and he goes to find the five hearts of pure light. And this is where things get very cute and very fun. Power of friendship, yo. Power of friendship, yo, indeed. Lisa, who do you think our five pure lights are going to be? Well, I, I know the answer now. Okay, did you know when you were playing? No, I honestly didn't. This was another thing that kind of, like, irked me, was oh. that... Well, no, the scenes are cute, but going into it, I was like, do we have five living friends? I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of our friends are dead, like that dinosaur book. <laughs> Because everyone we meet is around to do something for the story and then gets fridged. And so, yeah, going into this, I had no idea who was going to be on our team. Gotcha. I remembered four of the five. Okay. I had forgotten one of them. I'll let you guess which one it is as we go along. Let's say, did you forget or did the game trick you into thinking he was dead? And then he, surprise, he's not dead. You know what? You've guessed. I'll let the listeners guess. And when we see who all of them are, then I'll tell you which one I've forgotten about. Okay. All right. So the spirit of Doga first appears to... Princess Sarah. Princess Sarah. And Doga says... Lisa and the others are in grave danger. Come with me, your highness. They need a heart filled with light. Your heart. In order to break the worm's curse. And Sarah says... Oh... For Lisa, I'd do anything. I'll go immediately. Sarah gets teleported and put right in front of one of the worms. And then Doga's spirit teleports to... Sid, I need your help. Are Lisa and the others in danger? Of course I'll help. And so he gets teleported in front of a different worm. And they basically just dance. Sarah and Sid are like just bobbing up and down in front of the worms that are bobbing up and down. Yeah, clearly having a dance off. Yep. I mean, that's what pure hearts do, Lisa. Yep. They use the power of friendship by doing dance-offs against dragons. You and me, bro. Have you ever not done a dance-off in front of a dragon to protect your friends? Yes? No? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty normal occurrence for me. I guess I have a pure heart and you don't. That's all I'm saying. That, that tracks. <laughs> the next person that Doga goes to is... Dash. Must have perished in the furnace. 
Hello! Dash, you're alive? Of course. Don't write me off yet. Wait, who's asking? I don't think I've seen you before, Gramps. Whoever you are, you caught me at a good time. I just finished repairing the Tower of Owen. It was a close call, that's for sure. <sighs> there was a while there when I thought that the floating continent was done for. Dash, the Warriors of Light are in trouble. Jeez, put out one fire and another pops up. Alright, what are we waiting for? Let's get out of here. And he gets teleported in front. And then we go to... Prince Aelis, the Warriors of Light need you. Oh no, I must go to Lisa and the others at once. And finally, we go to the four old dudes. Would one of you come to the aid of the Warriors of Light? They need your help. Finally, now's our chance to be heroes. Lalgo, lead on. You can do it. Of course I can. <laughs> so our friends are now talking in unison, and they go... Lisa, Lisa David, David, Potato, Aloy, Aloy Quick! We'll hold off the worms! You must change the fate of the world! And we say... We owe you our lives! Everyone, let's go! And we teleport to the ninth floor of the tower. At the end of the <laughs> corridor, there's a dude in armor and he's marching in place. And Zandy says... I am impressed you made it this far, but your struggle was for naught. Don't you see how close the darkness has drawn? You're too late, and now you will die! And we fight Zandi, the big boss of the whole game, obviously. The one that we've been set up to be our final boss. This is definitely the end of the game right now, right? Definitely. He's a blue genie looking dude. He's got the orange... MC Hammer Pants, a blue cloak, and an orange scepter with, like, orange flamey clouds kind of hovering around him just to be extra. And Zandi, for my part, is harder than the actual final boss is going to be. Mainly because I'm saving my shurikens for the final boss. And the final boss goes down easy because of shurikens. And I did not save my shurikens, so Zandi was also easy. There you go. You beat Zandi, and Zandi says... Ha <laughs> ha You think it matters if you defeat me? The cloud of darkness has already gathered. The land will be shrouded before long. And he dies. Yep. Because he was given the gift of human death. Lucky him. Yeah. So. Then, a giant green cloud appears. And the cloud of darkness says, We will return the world to nothingness. We are the cloud of darkness. Everything shrouded, enveloped in shadow, the light, the darkness, all will become nothing. We will start with the warriors of light, perish together with the world you are beholden to protect. And we have a boss fight against the cloud of darkness. Time for the real boss fight, the real final boss, right? Totally. I mean, this is the real final boss. This is not a real bo final boss fight, but the cloud of darkness looks like... The cloud of darkness is coming out of like a red cloud and it's, you know, just circling around her and everything. We only see really her torso. She's coming at you. She's green. She's got weird hair. She's got like a red heart on her forehead. It's probably not supposed to be a heart, but it looks like a heart. And then there are little things with her that are orange. And I describe them as the victims of Ursula and the Little Mermaid when they don't were when they can't pay the price and they get turned into those little weird scraggly creatures. The sea monkey things? Yeah, sure. That's what they look like. 
Cool. So you fight the cloud of darkness and it one shots you. It does a particle beam and you all get wiped. And we're dead. End of the game. GG. Peace out. It's all over. Roll credits. Did we get you? No, we didn't get you. Cool. Yeah. You forgot about the power of friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Our five pure hearts walk in and Sid goes, Lisa. The lead fellow says, You can't give up. Who's the one I forgot about? Dash says, Come on, you can't die here. Alice says, This is not your time. And Sarah says, Don't you dare die on me. (laughs) I love that attitude. And we go, Huh? And then the souls of Doga and Une say, Lisa, David, Potato, Aloy. Our souls are with you. Rise, warriors. You cannot be defeated yet. And they transfer their life force into us to revive us. And we say, thank you, Doga. Thank you, Uni. That's the spirit. Now, I think you have a job to do. Zandi's transgressions diluted the light's power. He enabled the darkness to grow and give birth to that shadowy abomination. Zandi was a pawn, a puppet of the darkness. Few could have resisted such power. Soon our souls will ascend to the heavens and become one with all those who came before us. We cannot stay with you, much as we would like to. You four are the only ones who can restore the balance between light and dark. You must go to the world of darkness now. So this whole thing where their souls are eternal and aren't going to, like, vanish, you know, five minutes ago. Well, now they've given us energy, so they are going to die. Again, the whole thing that Zandi was supposed to be given death and they can't die and yet they just died, like... Eh, just go with it. It's not great storytelling here, guys. Mm-hmm. But it's got some good feels, so there you go. So the two souls are dispersed and we say... It's time for us to go to the world of darkness. I'm ready if you are. We can do it! Come on! And Sid says... The whole world is counting on you. Don't let us down. The lead fellow says, With us backing you up, you can't lose. Ah ha ha ha. Dash says, It ain't easy to shoulder a difficult destiny. Trust me on that. But you've got this. Aelis says, You will be triumphant. I have faith. And Sarah says, Please, you have to come back safely. (laughs) So we step off the edge of the world because we're scared of Sarah yelling at us. (laughs) And are teleported to the world of darkness. So, Lisa, what does the world of darkness look like? The walls look like solid blue flame, and we're in outer space. Yep. So, there are four paths branching out from this room, that, like, going up to the upper right, the bottom right, upper left, and bottom left. And then there's a path going straight up the middle. Going straight up the middle will take you to the final boss fight. But, going to the other four will take you to four more mini-bosses... Although they're not mini-bosses, they're full-on boss fights, I take that back. It'll take you to four more bosses that you have to beat in order to weaken the final boss so that you don't get one shot. But before that, as we're walking around and having to navigate each of these mini-dungeons, we've got some more monsters to fight. We've got the Kage. Kage is the ninja sprite, and he's purple with a tannish, pinkish headband and sword. Queen Skilla. Queen Skilla looks like the other Scylla, just this one is green with an orange dress. Jormungand. Jormungand is the sea serpent sprite with the little T-Rex arm, and it is orange with purple fins on its back. Shadow Master. Shadow Master is the female ninja. She looks 
like Melina from Mortal Kombat, where she's got this purple like boots and details with a maroon outfit. And Garm. Garm is a three-headed dog that's yellow with green tongues and green claws. Excellent. So if we take the bottom left path, as you walk through these dungeons, in each one of them, there is a chest where you can fight a Zandy clone. And if you do, you get a ribbon. I don't know why there's four here when you could have gotten a ribbon back in Eureka. I guess in case you didn't go to Eureka, but five ribbons is sort of lame. Yeah. Eureka was optional. So there you go. Zandy's clone, for the record, is orange but with the green hammer pants and a green scepter and a red cape. So when you work your way through, you get up to the dark water crystal. So now we figure out that the four rooms we're going to are the four crystals of the world of darkness. Whoa. When you go in and try to talk to the dark water crystal, the ghastlies appear. Ghastlies this time say, You have come far, but this is the end of the line. This world will be engulfed in darkness and returned to the void. And you fight the echidna. The echidna looks like a wormy snake lady that comes out of the ceiling. She's green. She's got really long orange nails and snaky tails, question mark. (laughs) She's just weird. Yep. And then... One of the craziest things happened. It was something that Lisa asked a long time ago if it was going to happen. And I was like, stay tuned and find out. We meet one of the Warriors of Dark. Whoa. They step out of the crystal and say, I am one of the Warriors of Dark. When the powers of light or dark become too great, the cloud of darkness is created to return the world to the void. Only the hope inherent in the forces of light and dark can stop it. Now go. Warriors of light, I will assist you with my powers of dark. And he walks away, and then you can talk to the crystal again to heal. And when you do, the crystal says, Warriors of light, only you can restore hope to the world, for yours is the light that can balance out the darkness. So now it's time for three more of these. If you go to the top left, you've got to, you get to the dark wind crystal. And when you do, the ghastlies appear and say, The Wrath of Dark cannot be stopped. This will be your final resting place. And we fight Cerberus. And Cerberus is another three-headed dog. But this one's blue. There you go. With red tongues and claws. He's a good boy. Yep. Feels very bad having to fight it. Yeah. After you beat Cerberus, you go up to the crystal and talk, and another warrior of dark comes out. I am one of the four warriors of dark. We managed to stop the Wrath of Light a thousand years ago. Light and dark. Our two worlds depend on each other. If the two were to converge, it would bring about a single world of nothingness. A void. Now that the light is weakened, the wrath of dark is upon us. The only force that can stop this and return balance is within you, the four warriors of light. I am here to help you. We cannot allow the void to consume our worlds. And so he goes off and goes to do whatever the Warriors of Dark are doing to help you. And you talk to the crystal to heal you, and it just says the same things that the water crystal said. So it heals you, and now we're off to the bottom right and to meet the Dark Earth Crystal. This time the Ghastlies appear and say, The Wrath of Dark has almost reached its zenith. No one can stop it, least of all you. And they converge to make the Aramin. The Aramin looks like an evil Mike Wazowski. (laughs) He's got wings and a tail, but otherwise he's just an orb with an eyeball and a mouth. He's orange, his eyeball is purple, and his wings are green. It's got... Is that another eye or is that a circlet? Let's go with circlet. Cool. 
So this time when you beat it, the Warrior of Dark says... I am one of the Warriors of Dark. This Wrath of Dark will not just affect your world, both of our worlds will succumb. The Void is coming, but with our powers combined, we can still stop it. We must destroy the Cloud of Darkness. And the crystal says the same stuff, and so now we're off to the Dark Fire Crystal for the final crystalline fight thing. This time the Ghastly say... Darkness will prevail and bring an end to the world as you know it. You will now disappear with the rest of the world. Mwahaha! And we fight the two-headed dragon. Which looks like a two-headed dragon. Whoa! Its necks are really long. I guess that makes it stand out. And it's got little horns on its nose. It is orange with red spikies and a blue tummy. The warriors of dark step out and say, I am a warrior of dark. Our worlds came from the void and will one day return to it. There is only one force that can keep the nothingness at bay. Hope. The void is inevitable. Someday it will consume everything. But today is not that day. Not while there is still love and hope in the worlds of light and dark. As long as there is hope, the void cannot win. With the power of the dark and light, defeat the force that is calling forth the void. So heal at the crystal, and now it's time to go to the final central path and finally face the actual final boss. It's time to bring this game to a close. Woohoo! We're going up the central path. We're going to fight the final boss. Let's do our final level check. Lisa, where are you at the end of the game here? The Chocobros are all level 52. Noctis is a ninja at 41. Ignis is a sage at 23. Gladio is a dragoon at 99. And Prompto is also a ninja at 29. We are all 52 in our family as well. Lisa is a level 24 ninja. David is a level 33 sage. Potato is a level 36 sage. And Aloy is a level 22 ninja. She's so cute. She is so cute. So is he. Yeah, Potato's really cute too. We walk up to the Cloud of Darkness and it says, We are the Cloud of Darkness, bringer of wrath and destroyer of light. You and your world will be sacrificed to the void. Not if we have anything to say about it. Ha! This is the world of darkness. You think your powers of light can defeat us in our own land? And then the warriors of dark show up and say... Their light alone may not be enough, but our powers of darkness can suppress your evil. You would be willing to sacrifice your lives for the light? Fools! We will not let you reduce the world to nothing. Your demise is none of our concern. And all the warriors of dark jump into the cloud. The crystals of darkness may be gone, but we have no need of them any longer. We will defeat you and absorb the powers of light. The world will become the void. This is where you die, warriors of light. And we fight the cloud of darkness as the final boss enemy. And we beat it up and it exploded. And the endgame scroll goes and says, In the beginning there was the void. Then came light and darkness. From them, everything was born. The heavens, skies, water, fire, life. Time inexorably brings all things back to its beginnings. But from life, something new was born. A shining force that separated the light from the dark and illuminated the world. It was called hope. When the balance between light and dark is broken and the world again slides towards oblivion, the Chosen will appear once more. Do not forget that the source of the warrior's power is the hope that lives inside us all. Dreams, despair, 
love, time can obscure it all. Do not accept this. Do not forget it. And time will never erase what life has to offer. Find your last remaining spark of light. A light that shines brightly when all else is dark. The light of hope. Hope! Hope! So cheesy. So good. Anyway. Yeah. You would think that that would be like the end of the game then. And then credits and everything, but no. Because you have like this ending scroll that's really epic and everything. But nope, we're going to go do a whole nother set of scenes now. (laughs) It really is like Lord of the Rings. Because we had one ending, and now we're going to go say goodbye to everybody with like 17 more scenes. Five. No, four. But yeah, sure. 17. Yeah. Yeah. So then we teleport back to the Crystal Tower, and we say, You're all still here! And Sarah says, Lisa, David, Potato, Aloy! Sid says, You did it! Aelis says, Well done! The lead fellow says, No doubt you're the heroes of this story! And Desh says, <laughs> Not half bad! I feel I want to add a kid there. <laughs> Desh is very Han Solo to me. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, it's time to go home. And we all get in the Invincible, and at this point, we're going to fly each person back to their home and drop them off. And we're going to start with the lead fellow. And we say, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure's all ours, but I think it's about time I return to Amor. So we walk him up to the other fellows. Fellas! You're back! Safe and sound! Of course! Barely broke a sweat. Without your help, we never would have made it. Thank you. Ahaha! If you ever need help, us heroes will be here. Come and train with us anytime. Until we meet again! So then we're back on the Invincible, and this time we're flying towards Seronia, and we say... We've reached Seronia. I suppose I must return. Thank you for everything, your highness. I mean, your majesty. If I can lead my country with even half the courage you have shown, I will be content. You have my sincere thanks. So then we go into the Nautilus and- Because we got to go back to the floating continent. Yep. And we say, we've almost reached Canaan. Guess this is my stop. My wife's probably worried sick. And Desh says, wait, I'll get off here too. Why do you want to stop in Caden Dash? W- well, I uh, just wanted to check in on someone. Ooh! Who? Oh, fine. It's Selena, okay? Oh, you wanted to see her? How sweet. Aw, oh, come on. Leave me alone. Go get her, tiger. So then we land in Canaan, and Sid says, Honey! Oh, dear. Not in front of your friends. You're embarrassing me. Dash says, Selena! Dash! Please don't ever leave me again! Never, I promise! Come on, honey, we can't let those kids show us up, now can we? Oh, fine. Just one kiss, then. And we go, ahem! <clears throat> Whoops, got a little carried away. Sorry about that. Let me know if you go on any more adventures. I could always lend a hand. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Looks like you're not going anywhere, Dash. Don't rub it in. You're welcome back here anytime. Besides, you still need to try my wife's cooking. Thank you, Sid. Desh, we'll see you later. And then we jump in the Nautilus, and we say to Sarah, Should we head back to Sasune now, your highness? Can't I stay with you? I don't want to go home just yet. But Princess Sarah... Don't you understand? I want to stay with you! And we spin around in circles and land in front of her and go, Oh! Did I embarrass you? Come! Let's go to Ur. And then we fly to Ur and we go, it's Ur. We're home. And the whole city is lined up as we walk in and they are all 
at the entrance, and Sarah says, Oh, I can't wait to see where you grew up. To Papa goes, Welcome back, Nina says. Oh, Lisa, David, Potato, Aloy, you're home. We did it, to Papa, Nina. Well, I always knew you were destined to do great things. We are proud of you. And the whole city just yells out, Welcome home! You saved the world! Wow, you're amazing! So I guess you weren't joking about being the warriors of light. And the dancing girl comes up and says, Heroes get a kiss from me. Pucker up! But Sarah jumps in between and says, Not so fast! And we all go, Oops! (laughs) I guess we puckered up? I don't know why we said oops there. And then... There's a thing over the screen that says, The world is now safe from the darkness. All that is thanks to your pure hearts. Thank you, warriors of light. And then there's an earthquake and a blinding light. And everyone goes, Oh, look, the light. And we say, The crystals are back to its former brilliance. It's beautiful. The darkness is receded. A new dawn has come. And the light fills the screen. And then we get the thank you in the credits. And this game is finally over. The end. The end. I know you were totally done and annoyed, but I love that ending. I think it's so sweet and so good. It is very sweet. It's the gameplay that bothered me, not the this power of friendship stuff. Okay, good. Okay. Because power of friendship rules. I was like, I, I love a good power of friendship story. All right. I, I don't like seven dungeons in a row. <laughs> all right. So overall, put it all together for us. Try to take the bitterness out if you can. How do you feel about this game overall? Well, luckily, I have a score from when I first finished, not, you know, now. So going with what I wrote down, I gave it a solid C, which is a 7.5 out of 10. I think that's a fair score for this game. Mm -hmm. I might give it like a 7.7 or maybe even an 8. I would say everything after we leave the floating continent is good. I really like this game a lot post-floating continent. I just wish that all the dungeons that they jam-pack at the end and all the lore that they jam-packed at the end was just, you know, spread out a little more back there on the floating continent where there was a lot of fluff. (laughs) Sure. But yeah, I I would say somewhere between a 7.5 and an 8 myself. It's not bad. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It's just a big step down from 2, I think is the problem. Yes. I feel like I've talked about this before, and I don't remember if it's it's from the recording that failed or if we've just talked about this before. I feel like this is more of a successor to one than two was. Two had the better characters, the better story. You know, the leveling system sucked. And so this one has the advantage there because the jobs were cool. But otherwise, with the blank slate protagonists and everything, and like, even worse, the like four protagonists are exactly the same characters. Like, this game felt more of an in-between than two did. Yeah, I'll totally give you that. I also feel like this game has a big epic fantasy problem in general, where it can start interesting, and the middle feels like a slog for a long time, and then the ending is just jam-packed with a million things, and almost all the actual action happens right there at the end. (laughs) Like a Brandon Sanderson novel. Or a Robert Jordan novel. (laughs) Yep. It feels very much like you could have taken a big old knife to big old sections and just spread out the ending and had it be more enjoyable. (laughs) But yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about our rankings then. I think most of my rankings are going to be pretty straight down the road, but we'll see how it goes. I think you and I disagree for a lot of this stuff. So overall, which game overall is, is your ranking? Two, one, three. 
And I think that's going to be you down the road for most of these things is going to be 213, 213. Whereas I am 231. I think three for all its faults is a good iteration on one. It's not worse than one. I'd rather, if I had to replay three or replay one, I think I'd rather replay three. And I went with one gets more grace because it was the first one. Three should know better and therefore is judged more harshly. And this also has jobs. So, you know, that makes it already better for one than for me. So that's fair. Story. Two, one, three. Two, three, one. There was, again, everything after the floating continent. There's a lot of good stuff there. There's some inconsistencies, but I think I I would rather deal with this story than the time travel garland craziness. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I like the the shadow world thing, the link journey between two worlds stuff. See, and I was hoping it would be more th- more like that, and it it kind of was a letdown for me. By the time we finally got there, I was like, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Characters two one three two three one. <laughs> Who's your favorite character for this game? For this game, do you have any guesses? Um, I'm going to guess Fat Chocobo. No, but you're close. Uh, Moogles. Of course, it's the Moogles, Koopo. Koopo. The introduction to the Moogles. I found something out interesting today. Hmm. Not today, sorry. Uh, last week. I found out that the beavers from the last game were going to be, Moogles were going to be introduced in two, but the beavers, like, took their place. Interesting. So the Moogles got introduced here in three instead. I wonder why. I don't remember, but yeah. There you go. Cool. My favorite character was Sarah. I really liked Princess Sarah. Yeah. She had sass. She did. You like a good princess with sass. I do. Like Hilda was my favorite last game. It was a good princess with sass. And bravery. Like Sarah was mm-hmm. really brave at the beginning. She she was no nonsense. She was like, I'm going to go deal with the djinn. I'm going to save my people. Get out of my way. And even when we're like, no, you go stay safe. She's like, safe? I'm going to go do this. You could come with or not. Up to you. <laughs> yep. And then Matoya was my favorite character in one. So not princess with sass, but old witch with sass. Sure. <laughs> Telling us we're ugly. <laughs> yep. Mechanics? 3-1-2. 3-1-2. We finally agree on ranking. Yay. Woohoo. 3-1-2. For all the reasons we've already discussed. Yep. Soundtrack? 3-2-1. 2-3-1. Airship? 1-3-2. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Mm. I got. I get four airships in this air in this game. Four times the airship is good times. Yeah, I wish they were an all-in-one airship. I hated that I had to keep changing them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got knocked down a peg. That's fair. Yeah, and then the last important thing. Mm-hmm. My trophy progress. Yes. I got twenty-eight out of thirty-one trophies. Nice. Good which, for you. Which is a ninety percent. Well done. I missed some, I think I missed some bestiary entries from the floating tree that then went away and I couldn't go back to. Same with, I missed a couple treasure chests and then the last trophy is the completion. So there you go. Yep. I doubt that you're going to replay this game to 100% in any time soon though. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but I am excited for four. I'm also excited for four. I'm so excited for four. I might have hyped this one too much, but Dark Knights. We're going to deal with some Kane and Cecil. We're going to have some fun. I'm excited for four. I am also excited for four. So yeah, we would love to hear your experience with Final Fantasy III, your final thoughts on it if you've ever played it, or just listening to this, our longest session so far of any of the games. We also would really love your feedback. Doing all of the dialogue this time and all of like voices for all of them was 
a lot. If, so much writing. If you liked it, let us know and we'll keep doing it. If you didn't like it, we'll figure out something better. If you have an idea of how we can improve the podcast, please write us. Let us know. You can talk to us on Twitter at Spouses of Light. You can email us at Spouses of Light at gmail.com. You can leave a rating and review on your podcaster of choice. It would be great to actually see some ratings and reviews. It would help us know that people like it. It would help other people find the show. We'd love to chat with you and hear your thoughts on the podcast, hear your thoughts about Final Fantasy. Saw some of, some of you voting in the poll on Koopo versus Moogles, which is great, even though you picked wrong. I told you to go vote and counter it. Quay. <laughs> yeah, Moogles won, Koopo. That's what happens when you don't vote. Anything else we need to say to wrap up this season before we step into season four? Nope. Well, thank you so much for your time and for journeying with us. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And thanks for joining us on our quest to seal the darkness. This fantasy is anything but final.